here we are. Now, with another episode, with some more words to share. Today I'd like to talk about pathological interconnectedness. And I'd like to differentiate it from high-functioning interconnectedness. Now, you may have heard this phrase, you may have heard this insight, everything is connected. And I'd like to say that, yes, in some ways, that's true. It's true in the sense that we're all on this planet, we're all one in Gaia, in this great cosmic dream that's unfolding. And that's very nice, that's very cute. But I'd like to wager that actually, no, not everything is connected. And it's not really fair in many ways to say that they are. In fact, it's quite destructive. In fact, it is pathological. Now, to just say something quick about high-functioning interconnectedness, just so that we can get it out of the way. Basically, when you have high-functioning interconnectedness, that is your ability to see connections between far-out things. You see the association between two things that wouldn't normally be associated. Now, this is very important for high-functioning thinking. It's important for high-functioning conceptualization. It's important for seeing the connection between the micro and the macro, thinking about things in specifics and things generally. It's important for metaphorical thinking. And if you have all these things, if you have metaphorical thinking, the connection between micro and macro, you see connections between things that are not normally connected, then you are functioning in this high-functioning interconnectedness. You have high-functioning interconnectedness as an ability. And that's all well and good. That's all very much something to strive for and to have. And in fact, a lot of the time, many of the time, confusion and misunderstanding is a lack of seeing the connection between things. Most of the time, we lack the ability to see how things are related. Now, that being said, and that as a quick little picture of high-functioning interconnectedness, there is also pathological interconnectedness. And this is where you sort of have a fake way of seeing the connection between things, or you are under this impression that you're doing this high thinking and you're making this grand, insightful connection between things, when really you're not, when really it's 
pathological interconnectedness. And here's where this most applies. It most applies with other people. It most applies with understanding another person. That means understanding what they are thinking. It means understanding what they believe. It means understanding why they are doing what they are doing. Their motives. And here's the thing about judging other people. And that is that your mind cannot make sense of other people. You cannot explain other people. You cannot say what another person is. The only thing you can do is to watch and observe them. The only thing you can do is to perceive them. Now, that being said, of course, when we get along further from this premise, you realize that you can actually say what someone is. There are better and worse expressions in words as to what someone is or what they do or what they say. And that's the kind of scale of truth. If we look at this, at this thing of truth as in an ocean, then the surface is just falsity. But if we go a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper, eventually we hit the rock bottom, and that's the deepest truth. And that's how we talk about people. That's how we can actually say that we are saying what someone is in a rock bottom truth. But of course, that only comes from observing them looking at them, listening to them, feeling them, hearing them. And that's very different to making a connection between your concept of the world and what they're doing. And that is a fu- that's, that's like a really far out connection, right? That would seem like brilliance. It seems like brilliance when it happens. Because you have this grand, far-off concept or perspective, and then someone comes in with their behavior or words or motives or beliefs or whatever it is, and then you say, ah, I understand what it is that they're doing. I can see the connection in these two things. And it's so far off. And for you, it makes sense. For you, it's so perfectly clear. And yet, really, really what's happening there is something quite hurtful to this other person. You're actually laying on your mind onto them. And you might have also heard this little phrase or this little insight, which is, don't judge other people. Don't cast judgment or whatever variation of that insight you might have heard, judge not lest ye be judged, or that who is without sin, whom is without sin, let them cast the first stone, or quite just just simply, don't, don't judge people. 
And that's exactly what's happening here. That's exactly what's going on. When you have your mind and this concept of the world and you just put it onto them, then that's a judgment. That is bending someone else to fit in with how you are. And, of course, it's very tricky to sort of sidestep that when the connection or the act of interconnectedness feels so good, right? It feels so insightful. It's hard to put that aside. And furthermore, what would make this even more difficult is that (laughs) some mechanisms of thought are actually very, very accurate in understanding other people, right? These psychological models that we talk about, these psychological systems or these systems thinking, they are actually very revealing when they're put onto other people. It's actually very easy, right? It's very easy to see what someone is when you categorize them. So... That's a little bit about the dynamics of the mind and judgment. And really, the way around this, the way around this is to be specific. It is to be specific and local. So, for example, say we have a misunderstanding. And that is because I've said something which you felt bad about or you disagreed with. Now, when we make this local, when we make this specific, we talk about exactly what was said and what it is that was the consequence of that. Now, that's different to having the reason for the consequence. That's different to having the justification for the consequence. It is wrong. This is, this is an example of how they might sound. It is wrong that you said that or did that because of this, because of this belief, because of this idea because of this history. Whereas really, in the fact of it, you should be saying, well, you made me feel this way just because you made me feel this way. And that should be enough, right? There shouldn't need to be a justification for feelings. There shouldn't need to be an explanation as to why you feel the way you do. Really, that should be the end of it, right? The truth of the matter is how you feel. The truth of the matter is how you felt when I said something or how I felt when you said something. Now, there's another component to this which we can bring in, which is very important. And that is to do like for like. When someone makes you feel a certain way, you think, what would it be like for them 
in a different situation. What would it be like if the the, the roles were reversed? What would it be like if we had swapped position, if for some way, in somehow, it had happened to you? Now, in that thought experiment, you need to understand that there are two extreme outcomes to it. There's really only two major outcomes to that thought experiment. One outcome is that you think, well, I wouldn't like it also. If you treated me that way, in the way that I've treated you, I wouldn't like it as well. It's sort of like, well, I understand how you feel. Of course you've had that reaction. If you had done that to me, I would feel the same way, right? Now, that's, that's sort of like the logical thing, right? That's the sort of ABC step to like empathy or to having shared understanding of the feelings, shared understanding of the situation. The other side of it, this extreme other end, is that no, I wouldn't feel that way. I would actually feel something completely different. I would actually I would actually enjoy it if you had done that to me. Somehow I've done something to you and you've become very upset about it. You become very hurt by it. And yet, really honestly, downright honestly, if you had done that to me, I would have enjoyed it. I would have liked it. I would have wanted more of it. Now, of course, in the second example, there's going to be f- a further bridge to reach. There's a, there's a bigger gap to bridge in coming into understanding. Right? The sort of ABC empathy or coming to understand someone is... Oh, well, now you put it that way. I wouldn't like that either if I was in your position. Whereas when it's different and people are wired in such a way as to have such an opposite reaction, well, then it's sort of like the other way. Well, it's like, well, okay, now I can understand why you were doing that to me. Now I can understand why you had that approach. Now I can't understand why you would have that reaction can't understand why you would respond in that way and why it would affect you in that way. But at least now that there's, there's some understanding, well, we're different, right? Now, here's a third little phrase that you've probably heard in different ways. If I was you, I would do X, Y, Z, or I would feel X, Y, Z. Now, here's the funny thing about that phrase, if I was you which is that if I was you, I would be you, which would mean that I would have done exactly what you would have done or felt exactly what you would have felt. (laughs) Right? Now, of course, this thing of, oh, if I was you, is insightful exactly because it's like, well, what else could you do in that situation? How different would it be? Like, what's the differences between us? Because I'm not you, right? So maybe the sort of flip side of this is instead of saying, if I was you, you say, if I was in that situation, I would have done this or felt this differently. So <laughs> that's a funny little one, which is, which is really just trying to get to this fact 
that we all respond differently. And that's really something that is, is important to understand. So when it comes to relating and making the connection between actions, motives, beliefs, feelings, and what someone has done to another person, it really comes down to understanding the other side. And that involves honest talk. It involves hard talk. It involves admitting things to ourselves that are sometimes not pleasant or socially acceptable. But I, I truly honestly believe that if we sit down and we both look at well, what are your pains? Let me share with you what my pains are. What is it that you celebrate? Let me share with you what it is that I celebrate. What have you overcome? What have you discovered? What have you learnt? And let me share with you what I've overcome, what I've discovered and what I've learnt. And all the rest of it, if we really go into that, we really go into some deep understanding of one another, then we'll find that we are connected in so many ways. We are all not that much different because of how diverse we are. So... This is not to say that there's anything wrong with finding a metaphor and seeing how it's connected to a sort of way of thinking. <laughs> of course, that sort of interconnectedness or that high-functioning interconnectedness is great, right? And really, there's a simple way to actually gauge that, which is that you say it's high-functioning interconnectedness as a way of thinking if it helps you think more clearly, right? If it helps you think in a more simple way, if it helps to allow you to explain things, then there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that thoughts, it's just thinking, right? But in so much of understanding other people and relating to other people, that kind of interconnectedness doesn't bring about simple thinking. It doesn't help you to understand them. It actually clouds this thing in the mind of all this thought sphere, which becomes a block to seeing what they are, to listening to them, to empathizing, feeling them, hearing them. And ultimately, just, just looking at them. Like, there's something very powerful in just looking at someone. Like, really looking directly at them. And sensing, like, what is it that you are on about? What is it that you're trying to convey? How can I do that without getting all my own thoughts in the way? My own interpretations, my own 
ideas. And that's the difference between high-functioning interconnectedness and pathological interconnectedness. So thanks very much for tuning in. Please leave me a comment. Share your favorite episode with a friend. I also have online courses, so you can check that out. There will be a link somewhere in this episode that you can follow. So thanks very much. Have a beautiful day. Have a productive day. Don't forget to meditate. We will be talking about meditation again soon enough. And that's all I have to say for now.